Welcome to Soul Talk, a podcast founded and created by Monica Ramirez, the warrior of love. Soul Talk was created in 2020 when a pandemic hit and we were in lockdown. She wanted to have exciting conversations with open-minded people so they could understand different aspects of herself and she could help others in the same way. She interviews healers, coaches, therapists, psychics, readers, channelers, mediums, intellectuals, poets, artists, and more. She calls it Soul Talk because it started as a conversation from soul to soul. Hello, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, the Warrior of Love, and thank you for being in Soul Talk. Today, we have a special invite. Her name is Andrea Tamas, and she is a certified coach, a speaker, and a trainer in, uh, with John Maxwell, uh, Maxwell, Reiki practitioner, and sacred tra- uh, transitions of soul care coach specializing in Akashic Records. Andrea, thank you so much for being here with, uh, with us. I really appreciate your presence and, and you accepting our invite. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Monica. I'm very excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, about what you do and do you have write a book or what do you have to speak? And, you know, we want to know a little bit more about you. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Andrea Thomas. I'm originally from Romania and I moved almost nine years ago to United States with a big dream, the American dream now that everyone has uh, when you move to the States. And I would say not longer after I moved uh, to the States, um, I moved there in 2014 and in 2015, I've had a near-death experience that actually changed uh, the trajectory of my life. Um, I was in coma for two days and I would say at least one year after that experience, I was so mad at life, at doctors. I've had like thousands and thousands of dollars to pay in bills. And I was so freaking frustrated because if you live in the States, you know that the medical system there, it's insane. You are great there as long as you're healthy. After that, not as much. Uh, So after that experience and near that experience, I really went deep into, oh my gosh, I actually got a second chance to life. What am I here to do? So I really started searching for my purpose. And I went deep into personal development, healing, coaching, and all of it. As, as you know, Monica, I'm sure you have done all, all of that too. And now after I went through a really challenging time in my life where um, after almost one year of battling cancer um, of my partner, uh, he, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer back in uh, 2021. Uh, he actually transitioned last year on April 14th uh, on the other side. And after that time in my life, I really, really reassessed my whole life and what am I doing and what do I want to actually be a service of while I'm here on earth. And that's why I've decided to help other women that are going through challenging times to transition through those times with more grace and joy. How do you find that calm while you are in the chaos? How do you release the control when you feel like 
there is that your life is out of control. So that is where my passion stays, where my purpose is. Uh, And now I am on my continuing my healing journey, traveling the world, finding parts of me and uh, exploring parts of the world that I've never met in, uh, in different ways. I know in the morning, in fact, I, I was precisely checking, uh, observing my past and comparing it to my present where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh my God, I have leave all that and I'm here. And actually I have the, the ability now that I can help others, not only myself, and I have passed through so much, yeah. so, so much to know where I am now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I am a true believer that we have passed through all that because we're meant to help the people there in that situation where we were. Yes. That's what is easier for us to help that, uh, that people that are in that position where we were. And I, I am so sorry to hear about your, your partner. Thank it is you. very, very painful. And many people uh, that I know that are passing through that for a grief. Mm. It is hard to overcome. And some people never do. Yes. And it's really, for what I've noticed with myself since I've been on this grief journey, it's because I have a, a certain awareness. I have so many tools. I have been on my healing journey for such a long time, even before we found out he has cancer. I was able to get to the point where I've asked for help, which I think so many people have such a hard time with. I remember right after my my partner transitioned to the other side, I just surrounded myself with help. I was working with two therapists, with a life coach, with an energy healer. I was like, just bring it all in because what I didn't want it to do was to numb myself because that's what I used to do before when I went through a trauma I just numbed myself and I'm like no I've worked so hard to be to this place in my life where I'm able to experience it all again that I'm just not gonna let myself slip back into that place so that's a thing that I want to share with your audience that the importance of asking and receiving help and knowing that people out there, they really want to help you. Like it's so important for you to release that belief that you are a burden to, to those around you. Just, I want you to just place yourself in the other person's shoes. If your friend goes through a really challenging time, don't you want to be there for them? Of course you do. If you're their friend, their family, and so on, you want to be there for you. Well, it's the same with those around you. They want to be next to you. So give them the gift because you also give them a gift by allowing them to be next to you. And not only that, people have a lot of uh, stigmas about uh, therapies or coaches or healers or things like that the healers even is more easy to digest because they hide it 
but yeah. not the therapist or the coach. Those are two things that they cannot or they don't want to hide it. So mm-hmm. they say, oh, this is only for crazy people. And I'm not crazy. When they forget like the rest of the world, everybody in the world, actually, we have traumas. We have yeah. things we have to work with, including the Dalai Lama. That's why yeah. we're here in this plane. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's an old belief system that some people still hold on. Probably depends where you live uh, in the world, where you're listening from right now. Uh, but I think people are actually starting to open more and more up, you know, towards coaches, towards therapists, like going inside, going deep inside to actually do the work because the reality is no one is going to do it for you. And if you don't work on your trauma, that is going to affect you on the long run in ways that you can't even imagine. Like for me, it was numbing. That was uh, and when you are numbed and when you are, don't feel any of your emotions, then you just feel like a robot that goes through life, but doesn't really experience anything. And for my partner, which I am so sure that one of the reasons he got that big tumor and we diagnosed it when it was already at stage four, It had to do with his past traumas where he never worked through them. And if you never heard the fact that our stuck emotions, because they don't move, they create disease in the body. So if you find yourself being sick and you're like, I don't know why I'm healthy, I'm living a healthy life, like I'm already working out, eating well and blah, blah, blah but you find yourself constantly getting sick, that means there are some underlying emotions for you to actually deal with. Yes, that is so, so true. I have friends that they had such a healthy life. They ate and they did exercise. They did everything what they were supposed to and they got cancer. Yes. They they never smoked. They were never, uh, they went to sleep at eight o'clock at night. You know, they did everything that in exaggeration so they can take care of themselves. And at the end, they they did have cancer and they they died. So it is more the emotional part that is, that's the part that we have not been taught Mm -hmm. by the medical industry because they don't want to actually know because it's a business for them. Yeah. Like you mentioned, if you get sick in the least in the United States, you better have money because the, yeah. the, uh, the insurance is not going to cover all. No, or move away. <laughs> move away. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. So it is totally emotional. And uh, so how do you work with people in challenging times? Yeah, so it's really about looking at a person from a holistic perspective, no? Because, for example, we're talking about people getting sick. They don't get sick uh, because, just because of the food, you know? It's, it's the holistic thing. It's the mind, body, and spirit that if they are out of balance, if we are not in touch with ourselves, with our emotions, 
if we are not satisfied with the life we live, if we don't live on purpose and so on, it is going to, to create disease because the purpose is to take you to a breaking point to create a change, to create a shift in your life because the majority of people, they really create that change when they are faced with a lot of pain. Unfortunately, there are very few people who create that shift when they are in a good space just because they want more. The majority is when they are in a lot of pain. So the body, the emotions and my mind, they just try to, to bring you, to regulate you and bring you more into a sense of purpose. And that's the way I work with people while they're experiencing these challenging times. It's the holistic approach, the mind, body, and spirit, and see where is it that you are out of balance? What is it that it, that dissatisfies you? And really work on that emotional intelligence, the emotional resilience. So you can actually show up as your best self because that change, that challenge comes into your life to help you grow, to help you expand in ways you wouldn't have done otherwise. And I, uh, we met through the beautiful Diane. Yes. And, and she's an amazing Akashi Records reader. And uh, I know how she worked with me in the Akashi Records because I, I do it the same. But many people do not understand what is the cash or how it can help us in our business or in our in our personal life, the cash records. How do you work with your clients with that? With the cash yeah, records? So, so when I tap into the, the Akashic records of my clients, it really comes through for me. I feel like my specialty um, in the records, it comes through like for me to give my clients a validation and confirmation of certain steps that of certain goals and so on that they are going towards. So that's what comes through. That's my specialty in the, the Akashic Records. And for those that never had one, uh, or maybe you did with different people, I've had my Akashic Records reading with quite a few different people. And they're all different because each person brings their own unique essence. and. For, for those that are listening to just understand better the, the Akashic Records, it's the library of your soul. Like that's what we tap into is the library of your soul. We tap into your higher self. We connect with your guides, which is absolutely amazing. And we, we let go of the ego, of the shoulds, of the coulds, of all those things. And we are really in such a powerful healing space where only only the the pure light and love comes through and of course you also might hear some tough love from your guides <laughs> but they are there to to support you and to help you grow in ways that your soul came here to grow because monica you remember how you said that you were you are looking at your at your past and you are analyzing and looking, oh my God, how far you have come 
And through the Akashic records, it is believed that we choose, we choose our family, we choose our challenges, we we choose the a lot of things before we come here on earth. And actually, when we go through really hard times in our life, it means that your soul is so brave because it has chose to go to go through all of that in order to grow. And I remember reading about that and learning about that while my my partner was going through his cancer journey. And I, I was looking at him and I'm like, you're such a brave brave soul for choosing this because he chose that before he came on earth and i know it's a hard concept for some people to to grasp and understand i totally yes it is it is hard to to say to someone you know what you provoke this to yourself but not necessarily you have to go through that or you can heal yourself Yes. Uh, breaking contracts, removing vows, uh, things like that. That's one way that you don't have to live through that. And forgiving yourself for the choices mm. made. That's yeah. something that we, the, the people that wants to continue being in the victimhood, those are the ones that they are going to continue being sick. I know that by experience. I used mm-hmm. to be. And when I had that mentality and how I got rid of it, it was actually owning every single choice that I have made. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is tough for the listeners because not everybody's going to be open for this because yeah. it is tough to actually own your own traumas that you provoked yourself <laughs> Yeah, in, to be born in this timeline. Yes. And it's okay, you know, not everyone needs to understand or resonate with this. And I want to invite your listeners to just to take in what they resonate with, but also at the same time, allow yourself to challenge your beliefs and the way you have viewed the world until this point, especially if you're not in a point of your life where you're like, I love everything about my life and I'm so happy and so satisfied with everything I have, then I just want to encourage you to expand your, your horizon and allow yourself to to look at things differently and question them. Like even what I'm saying, please question it, but go and look for your own answers. Don't just satisfy to live with the same answers you've had until now, because those didn't bring the results that you want. So that's why I'm encouraging you to challenge, challenge me, challenge everything. Yes. I mentioned many times, like, you don't have to believe me. Just try it to see what happens. And then later on, we talk about it. But be honest. Be honest with yourself. It doesn't matter. You're not honest with the rest of the world. Be honest with yourself. That's what it is really can create that shift Mm -hmm. in your reality. Correct? Correct. And honesty, it's... Oof, it's one of the one of the traits I have embodied from my partner because he was such a honest and upfront 
person, like so honest, like blunt, they would call him in the in the States. And I really took that on because when I met him, I remember being confused around, should I say the truth or should I just hide it? I wasn't necessarily lied, lying, but hiding. And the reason I was uh, like in between and at the middle, it's because my parents, I grew up with two conflicting uh parents like one of them was super honest and one of them was hiding things and I'm like I didn't like neither one of them so it was hard for me to decide how should I be who should I be so I was playing in between and by being with my partner he actually helped me realize the the importance of living an honest life because the way you just feel with yourself when you are truthful, when you are honest about everything and everyone, it's such a pure place to come from. And not only that, it is when you see yourself in the mirror, you will feel proud of the honesty that you're having to yourself. It might be painful. I'm yeah. not going to deny that. Yes, we have done wrong choices in our lives, and but we have learned from them. It's like yeah. from an exam in the university of, of, I don't know, trigonometry or something like that. I don't know, physical quantity or whatever it is. But it is okay because you learn how not to do it. <laughs> yeah, it gives you more clarity. And a story that was also coming through, Monica, when we were talking about not believing and questioning and so on. Um, when I when I was on on that journey with my partner, I was uh, really a control freak, and the way my control was showing up was through me doing a lot of research on all kind of different treatments because my mission became to save him I'm like I'm the savior and I need to save him and I took on on that responsibility and then I would get so triggered when he wouldn't do what I would tell him to do oh my god especially around food like he he made some shifts around food but he couldn't fully make the shifts you know like because they're saying people with cancer they have to be super strict on the food and so on and so on and he just he couldn't do it and one of the reasons was because he was very sick and he was having a hard time keeping any food in you know but for me it was hard to understand it was so hard to release that need to control that side of him so what I did in those moments, I made the decision that to just give his power back because at the end of the day, it's his life. Yes, I'm part of it and I'm part of the journey, but it's his life and only he can actually decide what is best for him. So I've learned to, to accept without agreeing. And that gave me grace on the journey and allowed me to give him grace for the journey that he's going through. 
Welcome. In choosing to be part of this group, you have said yes to yourself. You've chosen to confront those limitations keeping you from achieving the life of your dreams. Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, is a transformational belief coach. She's a psychic channeler, certified NLP, life coach, BQH, that is hypnotherapy, Akashic Records reader, public speaker, writer, and artist. She works with many modalities and has created her own, like this one, to help you let go of the limitations and achieve the transformation you desire so you can anchor your emotions that you desire. Monica will be hosting a new session every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, leading the group through a guided meditation, then proceeding to work with people individually. So join Monica here in this free journey by joining the Zoom link. So I do understand that at the end, we cannot have the power to change anybody except ourselves. And that's one of my big lessons that I have learned. Yes. Well, I'm still learning because I still, once in a while, it comes out the savior and like, let me try oh, yeah. or let me do all this for you. And But it's, it's just about controlling someone else and not respecting mm-hmm. the process where they are at. And that's a big lesson that is, gets remembered to us over and over and over and over again. I don't know to what, but. <laughs> yeah. Can, and I remember after he transitioned on the other side, I've had a Reiki session with uh, with my teacher. And I remember in that session, I asked her, I'm like, Yvonne, tell me why, why was he never able to make that change that was triggering me so bad? And he knew, he knew he should do it. He just couldn't do it. And she said, Andrea, he was just not an energetic match for that change. And even though his higher self knew that even though he would have made that change, it wouldn't have changed the outcome. I totally understand. And I, I remember, you remind me right now of my dad when he mm-hmm. was very, very sick. He had surgery in his stomach. It, it was completely mess he was he died when he was 82 Mm -hmm. but one of the things at the end he was telling me I want carnitas there is pork greasy etc he was having problems with his stomach and like that the doctor says you can't eat that like I'm gonna die at least I'm gonna have that flavor in my mouth so I went and buy him carnitas you know that it was it's a Mexican dish but it's very greasy and it's very healthy neither but yes, at least they have that flavor. Yeah. At least they have that that like before they they depart. Yes, they want to experience that that pleasure. And for him, for my partner, food was the only thing that was still giving him comfort. He was finding comfort in food. So yes, it is. It's been. Uh... Oh, and tell me about uh, uh, your speaking gigs. Where where do you speak and what are your, your talks about? Yeah, so I speak to different different places. I speak to quite a few summits. I have uh, a few upcoming ones that are around health, around women empowerment um, for entrepreneurs. So I speak on quite a few different uh, 
different summits and then podcasts. Uh, and I'm also present on Instagram and I'm really looking on going on TikTok. <laughs> I'm exploring, I'm, I'm looking into exploring that platform more. Uh, and what I speak about is how to adapt to unexpected change. And the main thing in that talk, it's me really giving um, the, listener, the listeners the tools on how can you show up as your best, even though you feel like your whole world is just falling apart, how it was in my situation. Uh, yeah, it is uh, It is hard. People that have harder is the people that are not willing to change or adapt to the new changes. That's what I have yeah. observed. Yes, and my first point in my talk is that change is inevitable. Yes. So once we understand that and we make peace with the fact that change is inevitable as long as we are here on Earth, we are going to experience change. And yes, there are a lot of things that are out of your control, but there are also a lot of things that are in your control. And in those moments, it's important to really pay attention and ask yourself, what is it that it's in your control? And start focusing on that because the suffering during those moments comes so much because we focus on things that are out of our control. The same as I was doing with my partner, I was focusing so much on, on the outcome of me wanting to heal him. I, I didn't want to lose him. And I was just focusing on that. I want to heal him. I want to heal him. I was focusing on an outcome that was out of my control. Because the story were different and you have to do the inner work to heal yourself. That will be your control. Yes. And with the healing, it's so important not to get hung up on the fact that you do some work, you work with some healers, whoever you work with, and that's it. You are healed for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's important to know that healing comes in layers. And once you start, just prepare to be on it for the rest of your life. <laughs> and no one has a magic wand. You have to do the inner work. Yes. And healers, coaches, uh, guides, whatever name you want to call them, they're just showing you how to do the work because they have done it themselves usually. Yes. Like but they cannot do it for you. They yes. cannot. And it's this is where, again, you come back at... at holding your power, taking responsibility, knowing that there is only that much that someone that is outside of you can do for you. And when you know that, oh my God, actually I am the one that is holding the power. I am the one that's holding the answers. I am the prayer of my answers. Then that's when you tap in and you actually start understanding how powerful you are. So uh, do you call yourself a grieving coach or just a transformational coach? I'm a transformational, a sacred transitions. That's how I call myself. And 
we get so hung up on these labels, isn't it? I'm like, oh my gosh, what is my label? What is my statement? What? <laughs> we get so hung up on these things that actually don't really matter. What, what I want the most, it's people right now to really feel my energy and feel the place that I'm speaking from, where I'm coming from, what are my experiences. And you already have heard a few of my stories and what I love the most with what I'm doing right now is that I'm actually helping people from an embodied place so I'm not just bringing in the knowledge from my all my coaching certifications which are quite a few but I'm actually bringing my own experience and that's when, when we combine the two, the knowledge with the experience, that's when the true deep transformation actually happens. And not only that, you're being guided. Many times my guides tell me to do some stuff that I do not understand in the moment. And I always understand it later on, but that's what the client was needing or the patient was needing in that moment. Oh, yeah, like following your intuition, like tap, like in order for you to be able to get in touch with what your client needs, you have to be in touch with yourself. You have to be able to tap into yourself. And that's when that guidance, that intuition, and what the higher self, what is for the best for your client it's going to come through not what he wants you know it's going to come through what he really needs for his highest good for his growth or think that he deserve he or she deserve unfortunately uh, i how many people say i want to be having a perfect mate or i want to have the uh earn these millions of dollars mm -hmm. or whatever but they don't think feel they deserve it yes yeah and i i have a love-hate relationship with deserving because i feel like deserving it takes me into like a lack place where where it's more of what you are an energetic match for. I like to I like to relate to it more like that, what you are an energetic match for. Because no matter what it is that you desire, if you don't vibrate at the same level, at the same energy as the thing that you desire, you're just not going to attract it. You have to shift it. You have yes. to observe yourself in a different way. Unfortunately, those traumas comes from childhood. Yeah. And if you have a lack in your childhood, it's going to be represented also when you're in, a, in your adult life. Yes, the, the majority of our traumas, they come from childhood. And I would also want to invite um, your listeners to maybe look at the trauma in a different way. Because... I know when I I hear the word trauma, it's just like it's thinking about this really bad, terrible thing. 
But how about when you when you look at the trauma and when you hear the word trauma, you just associate it with with a story, with an experience from your past that was there to just elevate you, to just help you grow. If you choose to look at it, yes. learn from it, and release those dark emotions. Then you use a... I hear that you have a lot of modalities that you have studied yeah. and so forth. And uh, do you apply them all with a client or you use depending on what are you, the client is needing or how do you yeah. work? With so I do, I have a structure uh, for my sessions, but I also, I use the structure if needed because it's also letting myself be intuitively guided to the tools that he needs in that moment. And this is where it's so important to, as a coach, as a healer, to allow yourself to also flow within the session and not just hold on to a certain structure. It's good to have it there, to have it as an overview. But the most important thing, what I believe, is to tap into the tools and resources that he needs in that moment because if you go into a session and be like okay he my client it's it's here right now it's at this point okay I think he needs this tool and this tool and this tool then I feel like you kind of limit yourself to what you can actually gift and give to your client you can put some tools and have them there but let them to just be like a framework but not the thing and the only thing. Yes, we uh, as coaches or healers or psychic, whatever you want to call us, when we do things by the book, we're not letting ourselves guide. Yeah, and I did that. I, I'm going to admit, I 100% did it when I started my coaching, my coaching journey. Why? Because I wasn't sure on myself because I was like so attached to be good and perfect for the client that I remember I would take two hours to prepare for a coaching call before I actually had the coaching call <laughs> to just make sure I'm like let me repeat my coaching tools let me go over uh, of an overview on how this coaching session is gonna do and you know we do those things but and it's okay because we all start somewhere yeah. But it's important to to see it and and move and grow into your space as well, which I believe I have grown so much. Yes, I I do remember. I, I am a master Reiki, and I used to put the table, and you know, and let me do the Reiki how uh, I was taught and so forth. Now I don't even get the table. I took the table out, and let's do it in theta level. That's how I do it. And uh, that's how it works for me. Yeah, we I'm have to find our style. And that's why there are so many different ways and so many different styles to help people and for people to receive that help and that guidance. And what I want to invite your audience is to, to give yourself permission to just to try different coaches, try different healers, try different therapies, just try it out, play it, just play with it until 
you find what resonates with you because what happens so many people they just do it once with one coach or one healer or whatever they're like oh that doesn't work or that's not good or it doesn't work for me but what happens a lot of times you haven't found your match just look at that as dating just go ahead and date (laughs) yes I totally agree with you because we're not coaches or healers or guides or whatever you want to call us again um, for everybody. Yeah. Not even the teacher that they can be a great teacher for someone. It might not be the best teacher for you. So yeah. just giving us ourselves more options. It is the best way. Yes, be curious, play. And also remember that maybe right now you you relate to one teacher, one coach, one mentor, but in a month or two, you are not gonna anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to outgrow or to move on to a next teacher, a next mentor that holds the the wisdom or the words that energetically you can relate to. I totally agree with you. Andrea, would you like to add something else before we we close down? Yeah, I would like to to really help everyone that's listening to find the magic in the change, you know, because change can truly be magical if we learn how to hold our power in that process. So just remember every single time when you are faced with a challenge, when you are faced with change, that you can tap into that magic if you learn how to tap into your personal power. I totally agree with you. Thank you so much for being here. Mm -hmm. And thank you for all the listeners. And if this helped you, please uh, share it with someone else and write us a review and subscribe in, in YouTube or in Apple, um, please write us a review. We will appreciate that very much. Thank you for being in Soul Talk. And Andrea, thank you so much for this interview. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.